This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. Stay tuned to find out how you can get 25% off your pro membership. Health and safety out of the door. What show was it where you had to be dunked in a toilet? That's nothing. I'm going to break a bone, honey. We put a call out on Twitter asking actors to share their stories of onstage injuries. Who better to talk to us about onstage injuries than the most accident-prone person I know? I did burst my appendix on stage. Oh my god! Alright, love. What'll it be? Uh, this might be slightly annoying, but something might be delivered during the recording of this podcast. Oh, I like it. It said Monday, but now it's coming today, so... Authentic. Ding dong. Do you have a ding dong, or are you more of a rat-a-tat-tat kind of household? Do you mean, do we have a doorbell or a door knocker? We we have we just have a door that you can knock on. Rat-a-tat-tat. Yeah, like... How quaint. No? I don't... What do you call it? I don't know. A door. Is it a door knocker? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Some people use their flaps, don't they? What are they called? Um, For fuck's sake. Oh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fucking hell. Uh, What are they called? Like, letterbox flaps. (laughs) Yes. Stop saying flaps. Uh, We've literally just started recording and you said flaps twice. I've said it twice. Oh, God. Flaps everywhere. (laughs) Uh, I do apologise. It got x-rated quickly. But it was innocent. (laughs) Innocent flaps. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Wowee. Anyway, yeah. we've prepared something for this episode. Look at us being all professional podcasty people. You wouldn't have thought it after our conversation about flaps, but here we are. That wasn't prepared. Don't make me sound <laughs> weird. <laughs> I've got a great story about flaps to start. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh. So I thought uh, quite a fun theme to look at, you know, as being actors and everything we could share some interesting insights but i did think it would be interesting because you know if you get injured if you've been injured or had an accident at work you tend to go home but if you get injured you go for some corporate work (laughs) (laughs) but if you get injured say on stage most of the time you have to kind of just power through and you know don't want to break the illusion exactly just break some bones instead and i thought (laughs) Um, we've also got another guest this week and I thought who better to talk to us about onstage injuries than the most accident prone person I know uh, my girlfriend Hannah who is also an actor hello Hannah hello yes the most accident prone person on the planet possibly (laughs) (laughs) it's true come on then go straight what's the worst one worst one shall I like build up well let's go for the worst one um, let's kick things off kick things off I was on a six month tour doing TIE which in itself is kind of torturous um, and I was a, I was a maths pirate as you are um, and there was like this tiny little bit of stage combat and by stage combat I mean he was literally meant to pat me on the back and then I overreacted and one <laughs> you day you overreacted I know it's like so unlike me but one day we were like properly into the show it was the best one we'd ever had and he properly smacked me so hard that I ended up on my knees and my knee popped out ah! yeah like properly oh. um, it went out 
inwards and as I stood up it went back in um which was lucky but um I I, I can't even remember what actually happened after that because all I remember is being in so much pain oh but God. then after that we had to go and do a dance routine but luckily I was playing a different character at that point who was meant to have a peg leg so I just hopped through it um <laughs> but it was literally 10 minutes into like a 45 minute play to a load of tiny babies and then we had to do one in the afternoon as well and my knee popped out and but being oh. my first acting job I didn't want to do the thing of I think I need to go home because I, I already had a knee problem and I was like yeah whatever it slipped out before it's yeah. back in it's <laughs> fine so I got through that day and then called up the company I was like hey, 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 hey guys um hey so this like thing happened um, and I'm on my way to the hospital, but don't worry, like I'll totally be back tomorrow. I'm sure it's fine. And then the doctors were just like, yeah, you need two weeks off or surgery. Ooh. What do you want? I was like, oh. Um, Ooh, choices. Oh, <laughs> fun. In the end, I had two weeks off and then surgery. But yeah, so my knee popped out on stage um, and I did, I soldiered through. Like now, I'm just thinking that was probably like the most stupid thing I possibly could have done. Admirable though. I mean, well, how much were you being paid? No, that's really Not enough, <laughs> babe. Like honestly, not enough. <laughs> yeah. That's quite gruesome. So no, you didn't sort of give it away at the time. Well, you were able to just... No, I mean, even like my tour partner had no idea. He was just like, you were so into that. Like, oh my God, your reactions, they were so realistic. <laughs> that clicking like, sound. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the screaming and the wailing and the, I'm going to fucking kill you. So realistic. Like, what? Uh, yeah. I'm just visualising all these mums in the audience, like, covering their little one's ears. Like, don't listen to the naughty pirate. Well, one, one of the teachers um, did actually come and she was like, that was just, oh my goodness, I can't even. I would maybe say that, like, you know, next time, because they are quite young, maybe don't make it seem so realistic that you have actually been injured because we actually, you know, they're quite young and impressionable and a couple of them were crying because they were worried about your character. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, totally good feedback, babe. Yeah, cool, thanks. I'm on my way to the hospital, bye. <laughs> oh my god yeah mm. oh have you dislocated it since or like, does it all the time it basically lives out of place yeah well we yeah that i only have one experience of seeing somebody do that and it was my other half's little brother we were on holiday in port aventura and he went up to this thing where you like it monitored how hard you kick the ball or something like that mm-hmm. and he ran forwards slipped and the next thing, he was on the floor and his kneecap was like round the other side oh. of his leg. <gasps> and he was like, oh, my knee's popped out. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, with the adrenaline of everything, I was like, sort of, I, this is so fucking dramatic. I spent the rest of the day crying. The boy was absolutely fine. His knee had been put back in place. All was sorted. But I couldn't stop crying. I'd thrown up in the toilets earlier on, like, <laughs> promptly after he did it. Talk about, like, I want the limelight. So <laughs> if for whatever reason we ever share a stage and it happens to pop out, then somebody pass me a bucket. Okay, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know what, I'm just, if we ever share a stage, I'm just going to bring a bucket with us. And whenever anybody else is, I'm just like, Safety. it's Scarlet's emergency knee pop out vomit bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get it a label. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, yes, please. <laughs> Were you not a little bit annoyed, Hannah, that you may have gotten some of the best reviews of your career, but 
it was because you were actually injured. I know, yeah. But it was so realistic. Like, I'd maybe turn it down, tone it down a bit next time. Though, then again, I have had a lot of people tell me that I maybe need to tone it down a bit. So... <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I'm a bit extra. Are you very squeamish, Dave? Has anybody ever done anything like that in front of you? Um... I can't remember. I don't think I've really been on stage where there's been many injuries. I do remember this is going way, way, way back during like my uni days. Um, mm. I was performing in a production of Much Ado About Nothing at the Great Hall in Winchester, which is where the round table is. It's hung up on the wall. It's very cold, stone flooring. Like my, my poor grandma, bless her, sat in the front row with a blanket wrapped around her. <laughs> there was no heating and this was in like um, February time. I fucking love grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> this was in February time and they were freezing and I was just, I remember being on stage thinking, my poor grandma, <laughs> she's come all this Aww. way and she's just shivering at I the front. I can hear her teeth chattering. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a bit in the play where there's like a little sword fight and um, it only lasts a few seconds and it ends up with the guy playing Leonardo on the floor on his knees and mm. we were watching it and he fe- he fell to the floor with such a thud it echoed we were all right at the back behind the audience like in the little off stage bit and we all just went ooh and <laughs> you know it it looked really good and then he got basically he was had his arm round um his his the other actor on stage as they're walking as they're walking off they came backstage and he just collapsed on the floor just going ah, 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 oh god oh right i've had something similar to that i was in a production of dr faustus playing the demon mephistopheles and i'm going to name and shame the woman that did this to me this is my friend or this is our friend claire oh, this is your fault claire. you know what you did <laughs> it's all coming out now <laughs> So in the scene, she's playing the good angel and she comes on like fucking, yeah, I made sure, you know, Faustus, don't be evil, be good and stuff. And she gives him a pep talk and whatever. (laughs) I'm paraphrasing Christopher Marlowe's words here. I was going to say, I quite like that. (laughs) Faustus, don't be a dick, man. Okay. So I was supposed to attack the good angel. And what I did was I raised my hand to her and she grabs my wrist and it's all very controlled. Basically, all the movement is me. And I'm writhing in pain. It looks like she's using her powers to attack me. And then what happens is she's supposed to throw me down onto the floor and I fall to my knees. Every rehearsal, every show before then, um, she would just let go and kind of do a motion with her arm that makes it look like she's throwing me to the floor. But in reality, it's me doing everything. It's all very controlled, except on the final show. And I don't know, maybe she was just showing off because all of our friends are in the audience. But she didn't just let go and do a quick motion with her arm. She proper threw me down to the ground. I landed on my knees. And because it was quite a small stage, we were very close to the front row. And I landed in front of my friend and he just went, oh, and I was like, I kind of looked up at him like, yep. And I had to follow her off stage with anger as if I'm going to try and destroy or something. But I had real anger in my eyes like, Ow, there's a dance number at the end. So I also have to dance. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, with it tends to be knees, you know, being thrown on your knees, popping your knee mm. out. What is it with knees? Like, maybe we should just, like, be done with knees. We should all just wear knee pads on stage. <laughs> I was going to be like, yeah, we should all just, like, not have knees anymore. Yeah. I think knee pads might be a solution. Just get rid. <laughs> <laughs> no more knees. <laughs> I swear, all joints, though, they all go the older you get and if i mean you're fucking 
killing them when you're younger, then there's not much chance for you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Scarlett? Have you had any injuries on stage or witnessed any on stage decapitations or anything? I don't know. I just went for, went for the, the worst possible <laughs> Decapitation. one. <laughs> yes, I love that. I, I know I've told you that story before. No, um, so it wasn't really a massive deal because I don't know... Um, it was when I was at university, we'd done the Caucasian chalk circle. Oh, yeah. We were split off into groups and we had to take a part of the play and sort of try to reimagine it and make it into something our own. Still telling the story, but using the stuff that we'd learned through the semester. So we'd done a lot of clowning stuff and I was in a group. There was like a, a few characters in it called the Iron Shirts and we basically became them and were using the clowning techniques. We were so ironic in buying all white t-shirts and then getting one of the girls to burn iron marks on them ta-da <laughs> <laughs> the imagination what while you're wearing them yes That's i still injury. have the scars now <laughs> <laughs> um but we did this scene that we were supposed to be like to look as if we were like trying to run really fast away from something but we were just running on the spot mm. so we're like oh. <laughs> and then i was supposed to make it look like I'd fallen over because we were running so fast and then like hold on to somebody's leg or something like that and still be like, oh, like we're still running along. Um, <laughs> it's really maybe not being described quite so much for the imagination, but you two can see what I mean. Um, <laughs> and I, me being me, I I thought, well, I'm going to give this my all, fuck it. Chuck myself on the floor, like literally probably just legs out completely from underneath me. I didn't even lower myself down, just went straight down on my elbow and, and carried on. I did carry on, but I, <laughs> I felt like it reminded me of um, the old Tom and Jerry's where like, I don't know, Tom would get his hands stuck in the door or something. It was like, wob, 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 wob. <laughs> like, it's got a heartbeat. Um, and I was like, fuck me, that really hurt. I don't know if my elbow is still alive <laughs> um, so i was i was like oh i think i'm gonna have a bruise sort of thing um but a few days later my whole elbow had gone black like right up to Ooh. nearly my wrist um and i took a picture and sent it to the rest of the group like on our we had like a messenger group chat and they were like fucking hell we heard you go down but i didn't think it would be quite that bad are you sure you've not given yourself some sort of stress fracture but I didn't go to the hospital, and now my elbow clicks every now and then, but we move. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even getting fucking paid. <laughs> and it was first year, so I don't even think it's marked. What a waste. What a waste <laughs> of an injury. What a, what a waste of a maybe broken elbow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If your entire lower arm has gone black, I feel like that is something that requires a hospital visit. Well, something like that happened to my mum. Um, it's why my dad now will never buy an Audi. Um, because Ooh. they went shopping for a car and they like to say that this Audi bit her. Um, but she trapped her <laughs> thumb in the car door Ooh. and she was like, oh my God, it hurts so much, but I'm sure it's fine. And then her th thumb went black and her nail fell off and she couldn't bend it at all. And she was like, I'm sure when it heals, it, it'll be fine. And I think she'd like broken it in three places or something. Oh, and it had gone black. So I'm pretty sure if stuff goes black, that might mean you've yeah, that might mean yeah. that you've broken it. And yes, you still can't bend a thumb properly. I always think about um, that episode of Friends where Joey gets a hernia. He goes, but it's bigger and it hurts more. That means it's healing. And I always <laughs> think that I'm like, it's changed colour. It hurts. That means it's just healing. Yeah, I'm 
like, sure, it's fine. They they sent a message a few months later about that. Like, how's the elbow? Did anything ever come of it? And it still hadn't healed. And I just remembered that I actually took a picture of it. And this was what it looked like about three months down the line. Ooh. That's three months later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's totally not okay, babe. <laughs> you were not well. <laughs> no, no. That we'll share that good. on social media after this episode goes out. And if we have any medical professionals watching or listening, <laughs> um, tell us, should Scarlett have gone to hospital and is her elbow fucked forever? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It moves. We're, we're good. <laughs> Pause. Our front door's just gone for my Amazon no, delivery. Sorry. <laughs> right, you go, because you're faster than me. <laughs> Another drink for your love. This podcast is sponsored by the fine folks at weaudition.com, the video chat community to audition, self-tape, rehearse and get expert industry advice. You can find a rehearsal or self-tape partner instantly, audition and take general meetings on video chat, get career advice from industry professionals and earn money for rehearsing with other actors. And for you lucky listeners of Two Actors Walk Into A Bar, you can get 25% off pro membership when you sign up to weaudition.com by using our exclusive promo code 2ACTORS25. That's 2ACTORS25, T-W-O-A-C-T-O-R-S-2-5. So head on over to weaudition.com, get some money off with our nifty little promo code and check them out. They're a really good service and thank you very much to them for offering to sponsor our podcast. Back to the show. You both know him. He's getting a little shout out. Um, Michael Grist, a boy I went to university with. We love Michael. We've, we've worked with him. Well, we were working with him on a show till COVID shut it down, but we'll be doing it next year. I got to put him in a dress. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> now that I would like to see. Not for the show. She's just, just got this generally. weird obsession with yeah. him. It's bizarre. I know. Michael <laughs> in a dress. It's like what all my dreams are made of. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know whether you do. How you call This seems more than an injury. I mean, admittedly, Hannah, yours seems more than an injury. That is like a, a casualty. <laughs> um, but as was his. So I asked him a few days ago if, if he would like to share his gruesome story with us. Um, and he chose to. I feel like we should put a disclaimer out saying that we do deal with some quite squeamish yeah, stories in this podcast. But I feel like we've gone past that already. Yeah. So if you're still with us, well, well done. Well done. <laughs> Um, so he said, so let me set the scene. It's the third year of my drama degree and it has come to our final performance of the year. A lot is riding on this. In this performance, I'm playing some twisted cartoonish version of our future prime minister. So put simply, I was playing Boris Johnson. There was a part in the performance where I was stuck in a small box where we were trying to strike the image of Boris stuck on the zip wire at the 2012 Olympics. Anyway... <laughs> On trying to get out of this box, I strained too hard and felt a pain like I was getting kicked in the gonads. Ooh. I had to finish this performance with the dull pain. Only after that, I found out that I had caused myself to suffer a hernia injury. Oh my God. Obviously, nobody said anything oh. at the end of the show. And, and he was looking pretty rough anyway. He'd already split his trousers and his pants were showing through. And, and I don't know whether he wore them especially for the show, but he had Union Jack pants on as well, which were showing through the crack in his ass. Delightful. But I just thought it was so apt playing Boris Johnson. That is putting your craft before your own health. That is dedication. It is. <laughs> Fuck. And again, he weren't getting paid. <laughs> 
Bless that boy. It's the love of the the art that we will put our bodies through torture just to get paid. Yeah. Well, not to get paid, just to perform. Oh. But he was always sort of like a natural strainer anyway, like put loads into it. So he ought to be careful because he'll end up with like a prolapsed bowel or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dangerous game, boy. <laughs> Speaking of prolapsed bowels. Oh, wow. Actually, I don't actually have a story. I just wanted to say that sentence. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Then again, I did burst my appendix on stage. Oh, tell oh that story. Oh, my God. Like, well, that wasn't... Oh, yeah, I did. Um, it was... I was 18, and it was my last year of sixth form. Um, and every, literally every year, pretty much from year seven, I was involved in this like prize giving thing. It was my last year and I had a solo and I was so excited. And literally just before I stood up to go and do my song, which wasn't an easy song. It was like fripping Think of Me from Phantom of the Opera. Oh, for um, I um, felt this pain unlike anything I've ever felt in my life. It felt like somebody had literally just like run me through. Not that anybody's ever run me through, so I don't actually know what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine we've had some arguments in our time yeah we I'm have like, right that's it I'm Here running you through again. I'm getting um, the sword out <laughs> oh no don't say that <laughs> what is it with you and flaps and swords <laughs> but yeah I was in absolute agony but I was like I'm a professional I want to do this for a living I'm gonna go and do it and so I was in absolute absolute agony thought I was gonna puke but sang the song and I was like okay cool I'm fine didn't do anything afterwards told my mum and dad literally the morning after I was like guys I've been in agony like all night and I can't breathe properly and I've been sick and my dad took me to the hospital and they were like yeah um we're gonna you have to have surgery like your appendix is just it's this is obviously still there um I hadn't like fully gone or anything but yeah I had to have so I was sang in the prize giving on the Friday was having surgery I think on the Saturday that's different gravy fucking hell (laughs) you poor woman I, I think this is just a thing that happens to me, you know? Something happens on stage and I'm like, I got this. <laughs> I'll take Hold one my for beer. the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. If anyone's going to have bad luck, it'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> You're next. Yeah. People are like, oh, I'm so scared I'm going to forget my lives. You're like, that's nothing. I'm going to break a bone, honey. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to prolapse a bowel. <laughs> <laughs> So in the run up to this episode, we put a call out on Twitter uh, asking actors to share their stories of onstage injuries. And we got some really good responses. Some of them have made me kind of recoil in like, oh, Oh, um, sympathetic pain. Let's start off with one that's quite funny just because of the prop used in it. Um, So this is on Twitter from uh, Charlie Parker Swift. Uh, He said, got knocked out and got a concussion halfway through a performance. Had to be rushed and have my head stuck down a porcelain toilet bowl on stage. Head clanged off the side of it, managed to come to, carried on, then went to the hospital. (laughs) And the the only thing I picked up on Twitter was like, what show was it where you had to be dunked in a toilet? Not, I hope your concussion was okay and that you're right. But like, why are you being put down a toilet? And it was for a, a wannabe gangster, a couple of wannabe gangsters in this called Cherry Picnic. He says it was a great show, a lot of fun, concussion and all. Oh my, oh my God. God. I bet he was seeing 
Toulouse when he pulled his hair. <laughs> Toulouse Fucking is a place, hell. babe. <laughs> <laughs> he really was knocked out. He was in yeah. France. <laughs> I mean, I've I've only had one concussion in my life, and I could barely walk. So to be able to just keep going in a performance, performing as mm. someone else, that might you know testament to you. This might not surprise you guys, but I've had four. Four concussions. Yeah. Fucking hell. I know. How did? How is she still alive? You need to wrap her in wool. This isn't a competition. It's like, you only had one, I had Well, you introduced me as the world's most um, accident-prone person, so I'm just living up to my title. I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, I've got all the ammunition. (laughs) Yeah. I am the perfect guest. (laughs) This one. um, Has any... Have you guys both seen Faulty Towers? Yes. Yeah, when it's sort of like on in the background. I can't say I've sat down and watched it. Okay, but obviously... In Faulty Towers, um, the poor Spanish waiter, Manuel, uh, mm. would always bear the brunt of Fo- Basil Faulty's wrath. But it seems like, in Paul O'Neill's case, Manuel got his revenge. Uh, he said, playing Basil, my Manuel went for a routine stage slap, split my eyebrow open, <gasps> can of coke and a hanky over my eye, followed by a trip to A&E. Audience thought it was all part of it. Oh, Fucking hell, That's though. the thing. I... Whenever any actor gets injured on stage, the audience are always going to be like, that's so good, well done, that's brilliant. Then anyone else, like if you fall down in the Look street... Look fake blood. <laughs> if you fall down in the street or injure yourself, no one's going to give you a round of applause. They're going to be like, oh my God, we'll help you. But if you're on stage, audience is like, that's brilliant. And just sit there waiting. And then eventually you'll be like, oh, this is going on a bit long. <laughs> You say that though. I'm He's def- bleeding for fuck. He's still bleeding now. <laughs> that scene was ages ago. You say that though. I've definitely fallen over in the street before, and somebody's turned around and gone, "Well, bloody done. <laughs> no. Well, well, well done." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah, thank. Yeah, bye." <laughs> but I Cheers got for all the sympathy. Yeah, work. <laughs> what a joke. Bitch. I I can't believe. I tell you what, the fella playing Manuel must have had a bit of a right hook on him as well, because yeah. I. I've heard about people splitting their eyebrows when they get hit with, like, I don't know, a golf club or something, but not fucking just a smack. What the hell? Club. <laughs> Manuel came armed. Yeah. <laughs> this one, there's no context to this tweet we've gotten from Sarah Elizabeth Flinton, but I just want to share it because it's funny. Uh, she says, no joke, I got bit by a fish at work. <laughs> Is she even Where an actor? Work? I'm, I'm assuming she works. <laughs> I don't even know the context. We we did ask her to email her story, but we never got anything. Um, but she got bit by a fish at work. Does she work at like an aquarium or one of those places where you can buy fish? Hang on, fish don't have teeth. Oh wait, it might have been a piranha. <gasps> I'm just fish thinking, can still bite. I was just thinking of the times I got nibbled by a goldfish as a child. No, yeah, <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> maybe maybe she was in like what was it called? Ah, oh, not Jaws, that new one, Megla. Oh, the oh. Meg. Maybe she's in the Meg and she got um, I, I hate, I hate to break it to you, Scarlet, but the Meg is a CGI creation. It's CGI. I know, I know. <laughs> they are extinct. And I'm pretty sure sharks aren't fish. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Sharks are fish, aren't they? No, I don't think... Oh, wait, no, it's dolphins. Never mind. Brilliant, we're keeping this in. <laughs> what are dolphins, then? Mammals. Mammals. Like whales? Yeah. Whales. For some reason, I was just... (laughs) This is a story that got emailed to us um, from an actor called Ellen. And I kind of wish it had gone a different way because this seems like 
a story where, you know, this could have been the story you told your grandkids. It's like, this is how grandma and granddad met. So she emailed saying, not sure if it counts, and it was during an audition, but here's one of my many acting injuries. One of my first professional auditions was going up for the part of Lady Macbeth. I was super nervous, but the audition was going well until I was given the redirection to grab and kiss my poor scene partner, this time with ferocity. So I launched myself at him, missed and smashed our noses together. As he recoiled and I profusely apologised, my nose started bleeding. We all pretended (laughs) it wasn't happening despite blood starting to soak into my scarf. Finished the audition, went our separate ways and never spoke again. Needless to say, I did not get the part and have never had a good (laughs) Shakespeare audition since. See, I really, really, I was reading that and I was like, I really, really wished that ended with the two of them getting together. And now we're married and have 12 children. That would have been brilliant. (laughs) So if if you're listening to this and you remember auditioning for a production of Macbeth and you were auditioning alongside Lady Macbeth and she gave you a bloody nose when trying to kiss you with ferocity... Email us. Let's let's make this romance happen. We're gonna set you up. <laughs> like that part in the newspaper and it's like, hey, woman at audition that, you know, made me bleed. This is the guy from that audition. <laughs> like the Pina Colada song. Yeah. <laughs> Tracking song. What was the shrapnel one? It's from at V Show Cards. Shout out to V Show Cards. It just says I took a bomb, and that's bomb capital letters. I took a bomb in the face on a World War One film set and had dirt shrap- shrapnel embedded in my skin. Oh and my that's God. it there. I mean, that's... That is... I mean, was that risk assessed? <laughs> not well enough not if well it enough. was. <laughs> no, fucking hell. Health and safety out of the door. Bomb, is that like grenade? I mean, I don't know my weaponry much. But... It must have been some kind of, yeah, like stunt... I gone wrong yeah some kind of like explosive or something it was for a world war one film well i hope he got a really really big payout (laughs) Mm. yeah i could like scar and it's on the face and i mean like we're actors and sometimes we have to use our faces i'm just now thinking of the queen like what if the queen got a bomb shrapnel from a world war ii film right and then what would they do with the stamps like she's everywhere (laughs) Also, she's in her 90s. If she gets shrapnel, if she's anywhere near an explosion, she'll die. I'm just thinking, like, she's she's on stamps. I'm not sure. She's a hardy old girl. Yeah, she is. She's yeah, but, a badass. But that'd just be the same if she did die, because they're going to have to remanufacture a load of stamps to put Charles's face on it, because he'll be king next. Oh, yeah, that's true. I wonder if... I, here's the thing. I wonder if, like, the Royal Mail have got and the you know the banks and everything they've got notes and stamps ready with Charles's face on it for when the queen dies because like news like stations like BBC news have got obituaries ready to go for pretty much any famous person um or influential oh, wow. figure who's you know close to death that sounds weird. I bet they do I bet they've got the template yeah and I think they act- I think that actually did happen once I think the BBC accident oh, it might have been the BBC or some other news outlet accidentally released an obituary for the Queen as like a test, like, oh, just in case she does die because she's going on a bit. Looking at Charles, though, I wouldn't be surprised if he died before her. He got a red face. That man likes a drink. He should come join us at our bar. There we go. We'll get Charles on as a guest for see- for series two. We'll be like, hey, Charles, how's the family? How's Andrew? What's he up to these days, eh? Have you seen your stamps? How are they? <laughs> um... We'll ask all the questions. Is your brother a nonce and have you got your stamps ready? <laughs> 
Where's your brother? Have either of you watched The Crown? No, but I know a lot of people are angry because it's not completely realistic. As if the writers mm. have access to the royal family and are able to be like, so Lizzie, uh, tell us what happened during <laughs> the 60s. The bloke that plays Charles in it, young, like when him and Diana are first getting together, he was making me really hate him. Like, I don't really, I'm a bit, I don't can't think of the word when you're just... Indifferent. That's the one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm indifferent. I'm not a royalist. I just don't care. I'll take the bank holidays, but... I mean, I think it'd be quite sad if the Queen dies, but I'm not going to cry about it or go and stand outside Buckingham Palace wailing <laughs> to be on the news. There goes your damehood. I think we well, we watched like the first episode of The Crown and then after that we were like, yeah, whatever. Claire Foy and Matt Smith were um, really well suited for their roles. Um, I also love anything that Jared Harris is in, so he was really good as King George. Although I found it really off-putting. He was telling limericks and he said the C word at one point and I was like, oh! I don't believe the king would have said Ooh, that. Sorry, Mr. Offended. <laughs> After the same again, lovies. Um, let's see, we've got some more. I just remembered another one. Another story where you were injured on stage. Yeah. Right, go on, I'll line up some more stories from I our listeners. I completely forgot about this, but this was like my first show down in Hampshire. I was in and then there were none. And there were like loads of gunshots and the lights go off and we all have to run off stage and the gun goes off. And this obviously wasn't that well planned out because I was meant to run off stage past the guy that did the gunshot. Not a problem. First couple of nights, absolutely fine. Um, And then the last night, as I was going past him, he grabbed me and I thought he was trying to tell me I'd done something wrong and I needed to go somewhere else. But actually he was trying to hurry me up, but he pulled me the wrong way. And then he still put off the gun, but I turned, I'm deaf in one ear anyway. The gun went off right next to my head and I went completely deaf. Like couldn't hear a thing. Had to go back on stage for the rest of the show. And I was literally (laughs) lip reading the entire time. Just like, I know I've got lines. I don't know what they are. I'm completely deaf. Um, Ended up having to go and get a hearing aid. Like it's pretty much back to normal now anyway. Um, But yeah, he grabbed me to tell me to hurry up, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like push me, don't what? Um, And yeah, he fired the gun right like probably three, four inches next to my ear. What a yeah. prick. I'd completely, completely forgotten about that one, but that was literally like two years ago. I love how you can forget. You've had so many injuries that you can forget one. <laughs> yeah. Going completely <laughs> deaf on stage, I completely forgot about it because I burst my appendix and dislocated a knee. <laughs> like, what? I'd want, I'd want blood for that. <laughs> and then it was really awkward for the rest of the this, this show. You were going, pardon? Excuse me, Sunny Jim? Can you, can you speak up? I can't hear a bloody <laughs> thing. We think, we think you're the killer doctor. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah, I had to go God, back on stage and awful. like my last scene was really badly lit because all of the electricity was meant to have gone off and I was literally wait, trying to lip read just going right nobody's talking it must be my line and that was literally how I got through the show Fucking hell. that is how most actors through the show is like no nobody's one's talking. talking it must be my line I say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I mean as well, God, you must have just been on on edge the entire time because even when you can hear properly, you when you that moment where nobody's saying anything feels like about ten minutes. It's probably like less than thirty seconds, but you're like, Ugh. feels like time freezes. So you're trying to function enough to hear that or see that, just see what they're saying, 
but you can't hear a fucking thing. I mean, was it ringing or anything? Like, it, it was honestly like somebody had just like set off of some sort of, you know how in films when a bomb goes off, it's that yeah i still yeah. have that like i still have really bad tinnitus ever since that night um and yeah well i did get another one of those oh my goodness that was so good like you were obviously looked like you were having a full-blown panic attack and i was like i was having a full-blown panic attack i'm deaf i can't I see what's going on properly and they, everyone was like oh my god when you started hyperventilating because you were getting really emotional i was like no i was hyperventilating because i was having a freaking panic attack you were looking really intense <laughs> at all the other characters on stage I couldn't hear them <laughs> yeah, it really looked like you were listening I wasn't I tell you that much <laughs> I just spotted on Twitter uh, one story um, it's only a short one um, mm. but it, it does make me laugh because I feel like this could give other people some trauma that sounds really bad when I put it like that um, this is from Jack Finch on Twitter he said Smack on the head during a production of Christmas Carol at drama school got sent to A&E in full Victorian costume. Now, if I'm... Say, imagine some old guy in a hospital. They, you know, maybe they've had some kind... They've had... Well, they've obviously had some kind of injury if they're in hospital. But imagine opening your eyes and seeing someone in Victorian dress. You'd be like... Fuck, that's a ghost. I've died. What the hell's going on? <laughs> that man looks very pale. Either that or it's far too much morphine. <laughs> <laughs> and I am tripping. <laughs> Imagine them trying to strip you down to get to your injury as well. Oh God, that would take forever. I've, I've worn period clothes for various things and that, that takes ages. And they're itchy as hell as well. So this one, this is a story from Hannah Kennedy on Twitter. Uh, she didn't go into too much detail, but I think, you know, our imaginations can fill in maybe what happened to her. Um, <laughs> she said, I played, uh, is it Marat or Marais? Marat. I, I played Marat in Marat slash Sade. And let me tell you, being in a bath that wasn't secured in any way of cold water while wearing nothing but bandages and see-through leggings and a bra was a recipe for disaster. Oh, and this is like an afterthought, like, oh yeah, I've just remembered this. I was covered in oily yellow paint, which made everything even more slippery than they would have been with water involved anyway. Oh my God, that bath totally went flying, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think we can pretty much figure out what happened to her, bless her. She did start the tweet saying, no longer an actor. So maybe that's maybe that's what did it for Ooh. her. Mm. This, is a, this is one from Piper. And she says it's for theatre rehearsals, but I'm like, hmm, are you sure? Uh, she says, was on the prop bed for theatre rehearsals. My character is a vampire and is held down by another. Only this one rehearsals, we kind of wrestled too much and I fell off the bed and bruised my rib. Now that whole scenario of being a vampire wrestling on the bed, I don't think this was for a theatre show. That sounds like she should have been in some kind of fetish basement. <laughs> it's the red room. <laughs> There was leather everywhere. <laughs> Ribs seem to be a recurring theme. There's quite a few tweets from people saying uh, that they'd broken a rib or bruised a rib or something. It's like, I guess if you're, you know, ribs are quite big. I guess if you fall over, you're probably more likely to bang one or damage one or something. Mm. I don't know. Hannah, are you broken any ribs? I have never broken a bone. Fuck me. Of all the things. I know. I must, your bones are fine. I must have like really hardy bones because yeah, I've never broken a bone. I've like... I've, I've sort of had a stress fracture on a finger once, 
but apparently that doesn't count as a break. So, I mean, touch wood, because I'll probably fall down the stairs in 20 minutes and break every bone in my body. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, never broken a bell. Don't joke. (laughs) Yeah, actually, come on, four concussions. Like, (laughs) Dave, have you ever broken a bone? Um, I don't think I've broken a bone. I've cracked my head open before, but that was when I was a kid. How old were you? I had a, I had a, I've had several head injuries Ooh. when I was a kid and I went to hospital quite a few times. Yeah, that probably explains a lot about me before you all say it. We were both thinking it. <laughs> I think I remember on my third day of school, I got pushed over by some little bastard in the playground and that ended up me going to hospital. Uh, I, I was at outside school and I tripped and banged my head on the bench and that ended me up in hospital. Um, all I remember about that day is my mum going, your grandma's going to pick you up today. And I was like, yay, excited. And then I probably got too excited and fell over and banged my head or something. I, I don't Aww. know. I thought you'd broken your nose. Oh, no. I'll I'll get to the broken nose one as well. <laughs> Actually, no, let's do the broken nose first and finish with the cracking my head open. Um, this was at my grandparents um, on my mum's side. And uh, I don't remember much, except this was when I was really young. And to get down the stairs I would shuffle my bum down but I think this time I was like I'm gonna walk down the stairs because I thought I'm a grown-up and I, I guess what happened is I tried to walk down the stairs and I failed and I broke my nose and apparently like I don't know the full story but apparently it was kind of hanging something was hanging or I don't know I think it was quite I think it was quite bad um and yeah I think my mum was in was not well obviously she wouldn't be happy (laughs) not like in a way of like i'm very angry at you but like quite stressed that you know oh god my son's had another injury um yeah so i I broke my nose falling down the stairs but when i cracked my head open this was so at my primary school they had like a little separate playground that was called the apparatus and it was on like a stone like the floor was covered in stones and there were like monkey bars and climbing frames and mm. a giant slide and everything. And um, I remember this very vividly. Um, so there were the monkey bars and there was one member of staff who was helping all the kids get across the monkey bars. And she helped me and everything. And um, I guess maybe this is like when I fell down the stairs and I just thought, I'm grown up. I'm going to go on the monkey bars on my own. <laughs> you can probably guess that didn't really go to plan i tried to do the monkey bars on my own and i remember slipping i fell banged my head on the step landed in the stones and then all i remember is standing up and thinking why is everyone looking at me weirdly everyone was looking at me like completely shocked bear in mind these are all like four year four or five year olds (sighs) And I was like, why is everyone looking at me? And then I was like, why is there red paint on my face? What What's going on? Ooh, and then I don't remember much else. I think I might have blacked out. And then I remember being in like an operating theatre because they had to... Well, my mum says they glued my head back together. I don't know. I think they used some kind of special skin glue or something. blue glue. Yeah. A blue glue. Right, okay. Yeah, and I remember being in an operating theatre and looking up at the ceiling and there was a Mr. Man character like stuck on the ceiling now i don't know if that's actually true now i think about it i had hit my head so maybe that was a hallucination (laughs) i was going straight to heaven that was a near-death experience (laughs) but yeah that was that was probably the worst injury i've ever had where i cracked my head open hannah how many times you cracked your head open four there you go oh my god it's a lucky number 
I do remember um, sitting upstairs with my brother watching him play Sega for hours. Um, he was playing Sonic the Hedgehog. I've just Classic. watched. I loved, loved watching him get those rings, you know. Um, <laughs> so I must have only been about three. He, so he'd have been 13. And I stood at the top of our stairs, put my head between my knees and decided I was going to Sonic roll down oh. the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing three-year-old scholar just like I got this yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta go fast <laughs> I even did had you... the theme music going like <laughs> did you like really hurt yourself or actually well, was it quite successful and you were fine I don't know how whether she had a sixth sense or what but my mum managed to get to the bottom of the stairs before I reached the bottom of the stairs and caught me oh my god <laughs> And was That's like, amazing. what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but yeah, she caught me. I was safe. The little Sonic the Hedgehog. Last orders at the bar. Last orders at the bar. I think we've got time for two more stories. This is an email we got from Peter. He said, um, I once broke my toe pretending to kill a fox at the beginning of a play. I then had to limp through the remaining 30 minutes knowing I had a broken toe painfully running around the stage. But that's not the most tragic bit. I was meant to go for a Nando's afterwards, but had to go and get a scan to confirm the break. Oh. I mean... Missing out on the Nando's. I, you know, getting a Nando's after a show, that's what you're looking forward to. So I feel for you, Peter. I feel, I'm sorry you missed out on your Nando's. I'd have gone to Nando's, gotten takeaway and then headed up hospital. Yeah. Of course you would. Yeah, I Peter's know. a bit more responsible, though. <laughs> he ran around on stage for 30 minutes knowing he had a broken toe and then went to hospital. Yeah. But then, of course, you know, you're on stage. You, you can't stop the show, essentially, because, I mean, you probably should, and I'm sure audiences would understand. But obviously, when, you've, when you're in the moment on stage, you're thinking, well, they've all paid to, to see this. I need to, you know, persevere. Okay, so our final acting story comes from James Klossick, who emailed and tweeted us. And this is another example of, you know, when you get injured on stage and people thinking, well, this must be part of it. Wow, that's really, really good. So James says, 12 years ago, I was in an immersive theatre show in Shoreditch playing a boxing trainer. The audience member, there was only one audience member in each scene, had to come through a trap door in the boxing ring from a previous scene. They didn't know what they would be doing in each scene and they were done as authentically as possible. That was a key theme of the show. My colleague, playing the referee, forgot to shut the trap door. I stepped back while preparing the audience member to be a boxer and fell partway down the hole, cracking my ribs on the edge. I was in serious pain. Everyone thought I was acting as I writhed in agony, so eventually I just got up and carried on and even finished the whole evening. In the early hours, I went to A&E as the pain was so severe where I met the late comedian Sean Hughes, who'd broken his collarbone in a fall while inebriated. We were practically the only two people in there. We had a good old natter and I eventually got some strong painkillers. Cheers, James. That sounds like a person I just want to be mates with. That's I love how you just met a, a comedian. <laughs> um, he met Sean Hughes. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> it's like, what are you in for? Oh, I fell down a trapdoor. What about you? Ah, oh, broke my collarbone while pissed. Brilliant. I was visualising him. Like, I, I really started laughing at one point because I was visualising him like Gemma Collins falling down that trap door. 
God. He's gone ah. to be like, they wanted to be my mate. And then she's comparing me to fucking Gemma Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> I take it all back. You sound like a kind guy. <laughs> um, thank you to all our listeners um, who shared their stories of injuries and let us laugh at them. We're laughing with you, not at you. I mean, look at the stupid shit we do. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. On and off stage. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Please bear in mind your, you know, this is a episode where there's seven head injuries between three of us. Yeah. Unless you've got, a, have you had a head, in, head injury story, Scarlett? Face, not head, mouth. Eleven. Hang on, what do you mean eleven head injuries? Because my four concussions and the four times I've cracked my head open are separate falls. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, 11 head injuries between three. He's racking us up to double yeah. digits. I was just like, no, mate. No, no, no. Those are not the same. No. no. All right, 11 head injuries between three of us and one face injury. No prizes for guessing who's got the most injuries. Yeah. I feel like you've come on here to brag. Kind of. I'm just like, finally, my insane accident proneness has been somewhat useful. Yeah. I found my calling. What was your face injury story, Scarlett? I think people call them like trim trails, but you go between the obstacles on the course and you have like wooden stumps that you step on to get to the next part. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? like a woodland trail play yeah, park. Yeah, but thing. it was in. Yeah, we used to have a caravan over in um, Wittering, and uh, there was this play park there. And I was wearing. We were packing up the caravan for the end of season, and we were actually going on holiday to Spain the next day. But I was there with my dad my grandma and my papa um but my dad had said like oh i don't know i'll go with scarlet to the park while you put the last bits in the car um so we went to the park and i told him i was like i don't need you to hold my hand i can do it on my own i've practiced with papa i don't need you i'm a big strong independent four-year-old don't you know (laughs) (laughs) um and i was wearing a little denim skirt and this restricted me from getting to the next stump I missed the stump, went face first into the next stump, Ooh. and my front teeth came through my top lip. <gasps> oh! oh, my oh. mum's done that with a bottom lip. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fucking horrible. Oh. But I, all I remember is my dad being like, like grabbing me and running me into the men's toilets. I was like, oh, you rhinos, I'm only four. <laughs> <laughs> lip father i'm not supposed to be in here (laughs) (laughs) so um he hung me over the the sinks unfortunately it wasn't the urinal um and was like spit it out spit it out and i just remember seeing my teeth in the bottom of the um sink so i went from age four to about eight or nine before I got my adult teeth. I just remember going to fly into Spain. Well, they took me to A&E because they were so worried because it was just like, um, I don't suppose you'll be able to see. I do have a scar still. The front front two came out and then they later on took the other two out. So I had all four were gone. I, I remember I used to say stuff at Christmas like, all I want for Christmas is my four front teeth. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I used to get little chewets, random, and like mould them into teeth and stick them there and be like, look, see, purple teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird that kid. That is adorable. I think we've done an episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, Hannah, as well as being an actor and a medical miracle, <laughs> you're, you're also an artist. Um, tell us about your art business. 
Um, I do have an art business. It literally stemmed from finding a mouldy old canvas in a Cornwall. A Cornwall? In a Cornwall? <laughs> a mouldy old canvas in a corner during lockdown. And I was like, I'm going to paint now. And um, yeah, from wow. that very, very terrible canvas, which I need to burn, um, stemmed my art business, which is Hannah Kate Paints. Um, and I basically, yeah, paint stuff. There's glitter everywhere. I can attest to that. There is glitter in the house. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere, because I make Christmas decorations. <laughs> mm. And when we say everywhere, literally, sometimes I'll just turn to Dave and be like, you've got glitter on your face. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's just in the atmosphere. <laughs> We're breathing it in. So yeah, Hannah Kate Paints. So you can find Hannah Kate Paints, and that's Kate spelled C-A-I-T. Mm. Uh, see, I know your Thank name. Thank you, because it's part of my first name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Hannah Kate Paints on Etsy shop. Please buy her glitter decorations because i want that glitter out of my house <laughs> uh, she's also got some art deco style paintings on there as well uh, and you can also find her on social media by searching hannah kate paints or at hannah kate paint on twitter go go follow her yeah please do that because that'd be nice and ask her about more injuries i'm yeah. sure you know she's got more stories to and tell. buy her stuff yeah, yeah. That, that's the th- <laughs> i can vouch for her they're very Thank pretty you. i have seen them if i had a tree to hang pretty glittery reindeers on i'd purchase yeah. one <laughs> Or a few. <laughs> Bougie. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Have I lived up to my introduction of world's most uh, Accident. accident-prone person? The world's most accident-prone person? Yes, you definitely yeah. have. Well, I'm sorry. If you're going to give me an introduction like that, I've got to raise my game and be like, all right, bitch. Get me a rosette. <laughs> if you're listening and you think that you can steal Hannah's title of being the world's most accident-prone person, email us to actorspodcastoutlook.com uh, or just email us if you want to I don't know, send us abuse or something. Yeah, why not? Have a chinwag. Have a chinwag. <laughs> We're good chatters, as you can tell. Uh, thank you for coming on, Hannah. Thank you for having me. It's been very fun. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, nice. Look both ways before you cross the street. and um... good life advice. <laughs> <laughs> and watch where you're going. Yeah, I, I should probably put my glasses on. I can't really see that well right now. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Hannah needs glasses. She never fucking wears them and she always loses them. That's why I walk into shit so often. <laughs> <laughs> Another injury to add to the tally. What are you still doing here? Sling your hook. Bye, Dave. Bye, Scarlett. And big thank you to Rotaries for our soundtrack and Megan Siggers for our artwork. And a massive thanks to all of you listening to us waffling on. Find us on, uh, you know, the social medias. Give us a like, a follow, a nudge, a poke, all those things. We love it. And subscribe to us because we need validation.